Hello, everyone, and either welcome or welcome back to the Gender Libertarian Podcast. If you do like this, please rate, comment, and subscribe. You can find me on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and on my Patreon page. So it is beginning the great unlocking of certain states. Um, We have a handful of southern states that are coming up on the expiration of their stay-at-home slash shelter-in-place orders and are not planning on renewing them. So I want to go over the various states and kind of where they all stand, because not every state is handling this the same way, obviously. But I'm going to go ahead and start with the most controversial state. And for a little bit of Homerism reasons, because I live here, we're going to go ahead and start with Georgia, because this one has definitely been the one that has caused the most discussion nationwide about how we're doing this. And yeah, let me just kind of Let's start at the beginning. Let me explain to you just kind of how schizophrenically we handled shelter in place here because it's been it's been kind of a wild ride. So on April 3rd, it was announced that we were going to do shelter in place from the 3rd until the 13th, which was 10 days, which I thought was kind of a weird, arbitrary number of days. I was like, why not 14? Like, it didn't kind of make sense to me, but... Before we made it to the 13th, it got extended out to April 30th, and now, essentially, it is ending on the 24th. So I'm recording this on the 23rd, so obviously this is the day before all of this is going to happen. So on the 24th, we will be reopening churches, gyms, all salons, bowling alleys, tanning parlors, tattoo parlors, and elective medical procedures will be allowed to commence on the 27th, the following Monday. Movie theaters and in-dining area dining will be allowed. Bars, amusement parks, and live entertainment venues and stadiums will still stay closed. So not everything is going to be reopened, but a vast majority of businesses will be legally allowed to open. So what is supposed to happen is that all of these businesses that are going to be allowed to be open are supposed to follow social distancing and hygiene requirements. I'm sure if you go over the list of things that I just said are going to open, you can already see the logistical problems with some of this. But what is supposed to happen is employers are supposed to screen workers as they come in. They're supposed to take their temperature. They're supposed to be separating workspaces so that workers can socially distance. Obviously, enhanced sanitation is supposed to take place. But yeah, I'm not entirely sure how exactly one is supposed to social distance while giving somebody a haircut or a massage or a pedicure or a tattoo. Yeah, (laughs) the logistics of this, I got some questions about. And also, obviously, even when we get to the point of being able to dine inside of a restaurant, like how are you supposed to socially distance from your waiter? Like, what, are they supposed to stand six feet away from me and I'm just going to yell my order out to them? Like, Logistically speaking, a lot of this just doesn't even make any sense. And per the state order, local restrictions cannot be placed. So basically, counties and cities cannot put their own restrictions in place, which I have a problem with. I'm not a fan of that because even before the statewide shelter-in-place order was put, um, cities and counties did have their own shelter-in-place orders. And I'm not okay with the state dictating to these entities that you cannot set your own rules and regulations. And obviously, 
There has been many a mayor in Georgia that has had a problem with this, obviously, including the mayor of Atlanta, in that a lot of people think it's too soon. And in all fairness, I do too, especially for some of these things that are opening. Like I said, just there's logistically speaking, some of this you just you can't do like you can't social distance and do some of these things. Um, as far as hygiene, like some of this, it's 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 going to be a lot. I mean, it's going to be a lot to go through. And I'm just, oh my gosh, I don't know. But essentially what the original idea was is that, well, Georgia is going to be following federal guidelines. Well, actually, no, we're not. Um, per the federal guidelines, the, the phasing in of opening up businesses, you know, make America open again. You're supposed to before you get to phase one of opening things. And that's like the beginning tier of opening stuff. You have to show 14 days of declining COVID cases. We will not reach 14 days by either the 23rd or the 27th. So we are opening sooner than federal guidelines are calling for. And a certain somebody had something to say about that, but we'll get to that in a second. But I mean, even if the numbers hold, which we have had declining cases for a number of days, but we have not reached the 14-day threshold yet. And we are lagging behind in testing here. Like we are in the bottom 10 states in the nation for testing. So honestly, we really have no kind of grip or idea as to how prevalent COVID is in Georgia. So it just... Oh, my Lord. This just seems like a very ill-advised idea, especially opening up all of this stuff. And for what it's worth, people who have been criticizing this, myself included, are not against opening up certain areas of the economy. But some of this stuff is just like, no, not right now, dude. Like, not now, Kemp. Like, this is just, we, we do not have a handle on COVID in Georgia. We just don't. We, I mean, we don't have the testing. God forbid if anything happens. I don't know about bed space. Like it's just it. It just is all a bit too soon. I think, in my opinion. That being said, I understand the impulse of wanting to just let businesses figure this out for themselves, and ultimately, that's going to be what's going to have to happen. Is because. Local restrictions can't be put in place. It's going to be up to every business to decide how exactly you want to handle this as a business. And that's not to say that like every single business that can open tomorrow is going to open tomorrow or on the 27th. I mean, I just, especially with like the lack of PPE right now, I mean, some of these businesses like like tanning salons, like tattoo parlors, like massages, like like any kind of like salon or anything, already have very strict hygienic requirements in place. And so I don't know if they are going to be able to get their hands on what they need to meet the regular requirements that are required of them by law, let alone any kind of enhanced sort of sanitation or PPE requirements. So even just on a logistical level, I don't know if these businesses are going to be able to open on the 24th. I don't know if they're going to have the actual equipment and tools that they need to open safely. So it's going to be quite the experiment here. Um, oh, it's going to be weird. 
living in a big experiment that the whole nation is watching and just kind of hoping like, all right, fellow Georgians, don't fuck this up. The whole nation's looking at us. Please don't do anything dumb. But anyway, just so that I don't have to reiterate this for every single state, um, none of the states that I'm going to talk about have any plans to reopen schools for the rest of the school year, which is in line with the federal guidelines. As it stands right now, I mean, obviously every state is different. Here in Georgia, there's still like roughly a month-ish of school that would be left under normal circumstances. I think some districts are going to wrap it up a little bit early. I've seen reports of that. I'm not quite sure how that is going to work because it's not like they're going to stop the school year on the 24th or the 27th. So if parents have to go back to work, I'm not entirely sure how distance learning is going to work. I mean, I don't... (laughs) And see, this again, this is what happens when you do things and you don't really think them through because this was announced on Monday of this week. And this is supposed to take effect on Friday. That's not a lot of time for anybody to make any kind of preparation or plans as to getting themselves ready to be reopened, getting their employees kind of marshaled back together and get them back into their places of employment, what these employees are going to do with their kids that are not in school right now. It's just, you can't do things just... You can't just flip switches like that. Like there's, you need to give people time to make plans. So my thought when I heard this was, I mean, if the dates are going to be the 24th and the 27th, why not just wait till the 30th like you planned? Like, why not give people a couple extra days to make their plans and arrangements and figure out kind of how they're going to logistically do what is expected of them to do? Like it just, I don't know. It just seems so arbitrary. And there's no, like I said, we've not met the federal guidelines. I don't see any other like medical data that would indicate that we should open up earlier than the federal guidelines. And for what it's worth, I think the federal guidelines are a bit optimistic. Personally, I would rather see the phases go in three weeks versus two weeks. But that's where we're at. And we're not even abiding that. So, um. But on the topic of federal guidelines and people who have been critical of Kemp in the state of Georgia, one Donald Trump said yesterday that in one of these these press conferences that I don't watch, but obviously the clips, they show up and this pertains to me because I live here in Georgia. Trump came out and said that he does not agree with what Kemp is doing. He said he thinks it's too soon. He says it doesn't follow the federal guidelines that opening up places like salons and tattoo parlors and stuff like that, like that should really be waiting, but it's Kemp's call. And people have wanted to latch on to Trump and be like, well, what does he want? I don't understand. Why is he saying this? Didn't he just tell states to open? Like he's being very clear for once, for once, Trump is actually being very clear about what he wants. He wants Georgia to follow the federal guidelines that his administration just put out. He said it repeatedly. And broken clock, for once, I have to agree with him. Like, it just, it would not have hurt to wait for the 14 days. If that's what you wanted to do, personally, like I said, I think it should be longer. But if it's 14 days, then it's 14 days. 
but everybody wants to jump on Trump for saying this. And I'm like, wait a minute. Weren't all of you just saying the exact same thing that Trump was just saying, but now it's not okay because Trump said it? And for what it's worth, like, what else was Trump supposed to say in that moment? Like, you issue the federal guidelines. Georgia's not following them. What? Well, I mean, what's Trump supposed to say? Like, well, I guess fuck the federal guidelines, do whatever you want. Like, no, his administration just put them out. Like, he's he's not going to not defend them. But the more remarkable thing about that exchange is not that he said what he said, but remember a week ago when he was asserting that he had absolute authority to tell states when they could and could not reopen. And now we've pivoted to, well, I don't like it, but not my call. Kemp's call, which is the correct answer that should have been given a week ago. That was the answer we were looking for the first time. And he finally, finally managed to land on the right square for once, for once. And I, I just, I don't get the criticism. Like, I understand what he's saying. I understand exactly what he's saying. I don't disagree with what he's saying. And I think a lot of people who are trying to disagree with what he said are either just taking it in extreme bad faith because it's Trump saying it. Because like I said, weren't you people just making this same argument? Or people who want to twist it and especially compare it to the the tweet storm from last week about states liberate Michigan, liberate Minnesota, liberate Virginia, liberate all these other states. Like that's not exactly what Trump was saying. And yes, Trump has been a big advocate of reopening the economy, obviously, But that doesn't negate what he said about Georgia. And what he said about Georgia was correct. So this is one of the rare, rare, rare moments that I actually do have to come to Trump's defense on this one. But larger point, especially looking at this from a libertarian perspective, I'm interested to see what's going to happen tomorrow and going forward. Um... I can tell you that as somebody who works in an essential business and does have a front-facing job, business started dropping off dramatically weeks before the shelter-in-place order was put into effect. So I'm not exactly expecting to go to work tomorrow, next week, even in the next couple of weeks, and have things be back to where they were before. Because even under our, our reopening here, there is still obviously the the idea that if you can have your employees work from home, please have them work from home. If you are a vulnerable individual, please stay home. Obviously, still try to avoid large groups. Um, the social gathering thing is still in place where you're only supposed to have groups of 10 people or less, which again, presents a logistical problem, especially when you start talking about places like restaurants I I don't know. Are you start talking about places like gyms? Like, are you supposed to be limiting these things to 10 people inside at a time? For what it's worth, the only place I've been to in this state that is actually abided by that is my liquor store. And they actually started doing it like way before anybody else. Like that was the first place I went to that actually had like the, the wait outside thing. Like you stand six feet apart. They were only letting 10 people in and they're still doing that. Um, my liquor store does offer curbside, so I'm a little spoiled in that respect. But I've not been to any other businesses. Like, I've not had to wait outside of my grocery store or anywhere else. Um, 
at my place of employment, we have limited the amount of customers that can actually like move freely about. Like you have to stay like in your car, like you can't come inside. You're not supposed to, we're not really supposed to be interacting with people. So we do social distancing as much as we can, but obviously it's a customer oriented job. So there's only so much you can do, but I'll be interested to see how many people really like go back out and start living like normal. And there's going to be people that do it. Obviously, there's going to be people that are going to do it just for the sake of doing it. I mean, there's been people this whole time that have been out and about. And I've even noticed this and I've talked about it with my husband because we both noticed it independent of each other. And we both found it kind of striking. Like younger people here are people who are either staying home, presumably also maybe because they have children. So they have to do the distance learning thing. So that kind of limits your time. But when the younger people go out, and I say younger people, I mean like 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe even 50s, they have on the mask, they have on the gloves, you know, you're doing the social distancing, you're doing all the things you're supposed to do. But the older people are the ones who are leaving the house with no mask and no gloves on and just going out and just like it's normal. And it's like, wait a minute, isn't this the high risk group? Like, aren't you people the ones that are supposed to be staying home and wearing the masks when you leave the house? But it's just been like, it's been kind of wild to see how things have been adopted here and who has adopted them. Like I can remember I started wearing masks like to go to the grocery store and stuff probably about, gosh, maybe a month ago, maybe a little more. And when I first started doing it, I was never like the only person in the store, but there would be like maybe one or two other people. And now it's been like so widespread adopted that when I go to the grocery store, it's probably a solid 60 to 70 percent of people have on masks at the grocery store. Um, People mask up here even to go like pick up your takeout orders. If you're waiting in line, people have on masks, people have on gloves. So adoption has been fairly quick here for really for what we're talking about in the time frame. It's, It's ramped up very fast. So hopefully... Everybody kind of maintains that even once you can go all of the places and do most of the things, hopefully everybody still maintains their PPE, maintains their social distancing, hopefully, and maybe we can serve as something of an example of how people will react when you don't have to do something like as far as us reopening, there's also no requirements on people wearing masks in public. Like, it's not like New York where you're required to. Like, there's been nothing said about that whatsoever in Georgia. So it is still entirely voluntary if you want to wear a mask in public. But like I said, it has been fairly widely adopted here. So if it's been fairly widely adopted in Georgia, I'm going to assume that a lot of other states have had this same phenomenon with people kind of getting on board with the program and kind of doing what you're supposed to be doing to help ensure that when things do reopen, people are staying as safe as possible, because that's really the only thing we can do right now is just try to model responsible behavior so that states will start to reopen stuff. Like that's really the only way forward right now. So I'm really crossing my fingers for my my fellow my fellow Georgia citizens here that we don't screw this up for everybody else in the country. <laughs> I will still wear my mask in public in the hopes that maybe everybody can be like, well, 
if Georgia can get their shit together and do this, then maybe the rest of us can too. I'm going to try for the rest of you. I'm going to try for you guys. But like I said, we do have a handful of other states who are allowing their shelter in place slash stay at home orders to expire. Um, Tennessee is one of them. Uh, Their shelter in place is expiring on the 30th. Um, as of this recording, there's not really been any decision on what businesses will be allowed to resume regular operations. Um, their governor has said that he wants to see more testing before resuming all normal businesses. Um, there are still cities and there are actually six counties in Tennessee who do still get to set their own policies. So like individual cities can set their own policies. Uh, those six counties I referred to have their own health departments that set policy for those counties. So implementation in Tennessee will be a little bit more spotty and piecemeal than it will be in Georgia. So that is something to keep an eye out on. Alabama, their shelter in order, their shelter in place order will also end on the 30th and they are allowing business uh, restaurants and small businesses to reopen with protective measures. See all of the same caveats I have for Georgia. So no need to really repeat that. But uh, Florida, their shelter in place, I'm not quite sure when it's expiring, but they did famously reopen the beaches, which has caused this whole ridiculous fight between Florida and New York, between the beaches and the subways, which you cannot compare these two things. In New York, obviously, they have not shut down the subways because you can't. Basically, everybody in New York City relies on the subway and on MTA for transportation. You can't shut that down. If you shut that down, essential workers are not going to be able to go to work. Like, people don't have cars in New York City. And if you've ever been to New York City, you know why. (laughs) It's just, like, physically impossible. And I could not even begin to imagine driving in that city. Anyway, but obviously, beaches are nice to have open, too. And you're supposed to go outside and, you know, get some sun, get some exercise that's supposed to be good for you. Like not just in general, but for COVID related things to be out in the sunshine, getting some air. It's supposed to, I guess, help your immune system. Um, We're still not quite sure if COVID dies in the heat. I don't know. Guess we're going to find out if it ever gets warm. But obviously going to the beach is not an essential task. For Floridians, the way getting on the subway is an essential task for people that live in New York City. So it's really kind of a stupid, stupid, stupid argument. And it's really just one of those red state, blue state things. And it's like, can we not right now? Can't we all just get along for a little while and just be happy that the people of Florida can go to the beach? And as far as the reporting on that, people have shown pictures that seem to be from times that may not necessarily line up with our current times of people being on the beach and portraying them as crowded Florida beaches. I'm just like, no. As a native South Floridian, I can tell you what a crowded Florida beach looks like. It's not this. It's not this. Actually, people look like they're social distancing. Even in the pictures that they've been having of people on the beach, people look like, unless they're with somebody, they're staying fairly far apart. You know, they're walking, they're jogging. Um, Sunbathing is still off limits. You can't just camp out on the beach. Um, I'm pretty sure you can get in the water, but I didn't see anybody in the water. It seems like everybody's just kind of like exercising, just getting out and walking on the beach, which 
is fine. As so long as you're social distancing, you should be allowed to be outside, getting your air, getting your exercise. And this has also been a topic of some controversy, both in New York City and in other cities, too. The idea that people are calling hotlines, the police, who the hell ever, on people who are outside, which, god damn it, people, stop it. Stop it right now. If if people are outside, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, leave them alone. Just leave those people be. Especially people in New York City, because they started having to do the self-quarantine. I mean, I think they're on like week five or six now. So yeah, if you want to go out, it's nice outside. If you want to go sit like at the park and you're six feet away from everybody else, go sit at the park. Okay, go jog. Go get your exercise, get get your sunlight, get your fresh air. I mean, just... <sighs> people are assholes sometimes, you know? I swear to God, some people are just waiting for a reason to call the police on some other people. I do not know what the hell is wrong with those people. Just leave people be. If they ain't hurting you, leave them be. Anyway, back to the states that are reopening. Texas is reopening state parks for daytime use on the 20th. So they started that on Monday. Um, retail is going to reopen on the 24th on Friday, kind of like Georgia, but not as extensively. And they are assembling a task force to advise on further action as to how and when to open up other areas of the economy, which seems fair enough. Okay, so South Carolina, their shelter in place is expiring on the 27th. And they have restored access to the beaches and to certain retailers with social distancing measures put in place. So that sums up all of at least the southern states that I know of whose shelter in places are expiring in the next week or so and are kind of starting the process of reopening their economies. So here's my thing. And and I've made this critique on so many things related to COVID, and I'm going to go ahead and make it as to the lockdowns too. You cannot gauge if something was successful if you do not know clearly why it was done in the first place. And this is an area where I have seen the goalposts move so freaking much on this. Now, when states started doing lockdowns, I was under the assumption that it was being done because of asymptomatic carriers, because you can be a COVID carrier for days before you ever show symptoms. So knowing that, it makes sense to me, especially given the fact that we don't have testing, we don't really have a clearly proven treatment path, and we don't have a vaccine. The only other option to try to slow the spread of it is a lockdown, because it's not like you can just say, hey, if you're sick, stay home. You could be sick and not know it and be out spreading your germs everywhere. So I thought that was the point. But then we find out that there's a bunch of people that apparently were like a month late on the memo on asymptomatic carriers and that that wasn't the reason we were doing lockdowns. I'm like, okay, well then what were we doing? And it's been posed that, okay, we needed to do the lockdowns to make sure that hospitals don't get overwhelmed, to which I say, okay, well then, I mean, I when, when do you stop doing the lockdown then? Because like I said, 
especially here in Georgia. We do not have a grip on COVID here, like at all. So we're still opening. So I really don't know what's going to happen here over the next three to four weeks. I'm I'm hoping nothing. I don't want to live in New York City. <laughs> well, I mean, I do, but not like they're doing right now. So I'm crossing my fingers and hoping for the best on this one. But with, like I said, with no clear policy aim, how are you going to say that a lockdown was successful or that you can accurately determine a date to end the lockdown that makes sense other than we did it and now we're done doing it and so we're just not going to do it anymore. Like it just, so much of this has been so slapdash and so do something. And obviously this touches on the fact that we're going to have a second stimulus bill because the first one failed miserably. I mean, it lasted, what, three weeks and now we're doing another one, but that's that's for the weekly roundup because that's a little beyond what I want to talk about here. But it's just when you, you do that, it's just like ready, fire, aim. And now you can't judge whether something was successful. So the only way we're going to judge if it was successful is to reopen things and hope for the best. Which on that topic, here's what I'm afraid of. If this isn't under control and things do not go well and say... In six, eight, ten weeks, we have to do a second lockdown. If you thought shit got bad this time around, just wait until you tell people we gotta do it again. Oh my god, is shit going to hit the fan? You think people are protesting now? Oh yeah, just wait till you tell people, you know what? Nope, gotta do it all over again. Didn't work the first time. Got to do it again. That ain't going to go down well at all. (laughs) So like I said, I'm crossing my fingers and I'm really hoping we don't have to go there. I really hope. I hope nothing happens, especially since I live in Georgia. (laughs) But if it does, oh my gosh, that's going to be bad. But Before we leave off of this, I do want to talk about the economic impact because this is something I have been discussing for quite some time. And I mean, there's no way of knowing at this point when things are going to get back to normal economically. We did get another unemployment report today, which was just adding to the carnage of the last four weeks of unemployment reports. But it's just, it's, To me, here's what's going to have to happen. For things to really get back to normal, one of three things is going to have to happen or a combination thereof. We're either going to have to severely ramp up testing. We're either going to have to get a proven viable treatment path for those who catch COVID or there's going to have to be a vaccine. I think out of those three, finding a viable treatment path is going to be the one that happens the quickest But then again, that also leaves people exposed to catching it in the first place, which even if you don't die, people saying, oh, if you're not in this bracket or that bracket, you're not going to die. Okay, cool. I'm not going to die. It still doesn't sound like very much fucking fun to have COVID. Like I'm seeing anything range from like three to four days of pure hell to a couple of weeks of low grade symptoms, anything in between that. I mean, it doesn't sound like fun. I don't want to catch COVID. 
I don't, don't want to get sick, period. Like, nobody wants to get sick. That's the whole point. Whether or not you're going to die or not, like, I'm probably not going to die if I get the flu either, but I don't want the flu. Like, I'm not going to die if I get a cold. I don't want a cold, though. <laughs> like, nobody wants to be sick. And so I think that's something that kind of gets lost in this whole conversation. And that's until there is some kind of reassurance that if you catch it, you're going to be okay. I mean, people are just not going to resume normal activities. I mean, and I can't say I blame them. Like, and are, are you really going to go sit in a dining room and then somebody like starts sneezing? Like, you're not going to get up and leave? Like, you're going to be thinking about it. Like, it's going to be there in the back of your head. So it's like, you can reopen the economy and cross your fingers and toes and hope for the best, but do not expect a lot out of this at least and not until one of those three criteria is met. So hopefully it will help stop some of the economic bleeding and will help out some businesses, but I'm not I'm not expecting a lot, to be completely honest. And like I said, I'm I'm gonna be living in the experiment, so I will report back and let you know what I find. But I don't know. Like, I don't know when the next time is I'm going to go to the mall or when I'm going to go sit down and eat somewhere or go get my hair cut or like go get a pedicure or anything like that. It's like, I don't, I don't know because I'm just, it's just not, there's no reassurances right now that I can do any of those things really safely. So I don't know. Like I said, there's going to be people that are going to do it. There's going to be people who either just don't care or want to do it as part of like a dick swinging contest, which, uh, okay, go catch COVID to go, go catch COVID to own the libs, whatever. If that's, if that's what you want to do, be my guest. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about it. I mean, I'm not scared, but I'm just not, I'm not expecting everything to go back to normal for a very long time. So like I said, we shall see. I will report back my findings, but at this point, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. So if you did make it this far, thank you for listening. And if you do like this, please rate, comment, and subscribe. You can find me on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and on my Patreon page. Take care and until next time.